This special edition Rockcast profile episode is brought to you by Rock Partner Bima Information Technologies. From setup and configuration to migration and customized development, Bima helps your church implement Rock in a way that meets your current needs and allows growth and scalability. With top quality communication and service to churches, you can rest easy knowing that your church management system is being fully managed by Bima's team of experienced professionals. Connect with Bima today on our partners page at rockrms.com slash partners. Welcome to our first special edition Rockcast profile. This episode will be one of many, hopefully in the future, where we get to interview someone who's a member of our team or who's doing great things in the rock community, um, providing some interesting products and services. And we'll have a chance to highlight some really cool things, go behind the scenes a little bit, and give you a little bit more of a look into what it is the core team's all about. So today we're really excited to have um, uh, John Edmiston and myself are here, but we're also bringing Mike Peterson in. And Mike is one of our senior developers at um, Spark, and he does, he's does he been working on Rock for, oh, how long, Mike? About five years. About five years um, here and at a previous location, but we'll get into all of that. Um, we just really want to welcome Mike here today and, and find a little bit more out about what makes Mike, Mike. So, Mike, before we talk about Rock and your involvement with that, what, what were you doing before you started working on Rock? So uh, I started my career in 1995 in Brookings, South Dakota, and uh, um, it was a little tiny company that eventually became part of Blackboard, which is an education company making uh, software and, and trans- transaction systems for uh, colleges and so forth. So I was there for about 17 years, and um, I was a, eventually became a senior developer there and um, a database administrator and so forth. And that's what I was doing before I came so into the rock like world. University management system. Yeah. Same yep. kind of thing. Track people, track transactions, and. Yep. Cool. And so then you joined us uh, when we were working at, at CCV. Yeah. And uh, you're really part of that that really small small team that kind of got rock where it, where it is today. You know, working at CCV, and then we had some people working at uh, New Spring helping us. But um, so you you've been there so, since almost the beginning. Yeah, I think we uh, Rock was just in its infancy. You know, it was maybe a, a year in or so uh, to development, and um, we were just starting to spend full time, at least part of our full time on it. So. Yeah, I know one of the features you really helped us with was the the data views and making those filters. The way they operate is pretty crazy. Yeah, I'm, uh, I think that's a lot of fun to build that kind of stuff. Yeah, now, whenever we get one of those, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's Mike doing? Because <laughs> he gets those and he, he just has that, that understanding. Um, so then from there, we, we kind of split off and, and we're doing Spark stuff because it just rock got to be too big for just working at, at one church. Um, and so but you were at CCV and uh, at a certain point, you just felt like you wanted to try something else. And Yeah, uh, so I was, um, when I started at CCV, I got to work on rock full time, uh, which was kind of nice because uh, you guys still had your your um, IT jobs and, and so forth, and you couldn't really spend all your time on Rock. So I was, I was really fortunate that I could spend you know all week on Rock, um, and then uh, about um, and then when Rock had to split off into a separate company, uh, I was I stayed behind at that church and helped implement Rock for the, about the next year. But I really didn't get to work on 
the hardcore rock stuff that I really like to do full time. Um, and uh, I wasn't able to uh, uh, join the Spark team because of financing and so forth. So, um, and I didn't think it was going to happen anytime soon. So I thought, well, I really, really like programming, you know, and not implementation. So um, maybe I'll go back to the corporate world and get a, a job, you know, like I used to. So I did find uh, a job at a company called U-Haul, which is big in this town. <laughs> yep. And it was going to be similar work that I've, I've always loved, you know, developing framework type code, C-sharp, uh, .NET, all that kind of cool stuff. And so I announced to the church that I was going to find a new job and gave them a two-weeks notice and um, then I came to visit you guys, which I thought was a one last time. Um, so I thought, well, we'll just ha let's have lunch, and that'll maybe be the last time we ever see each other. So we came to that lunch, and I was thinking about a week away from going to U-Haul, and you guys approached me and said, hey, we can probably hire you now. I think the finance is going to work out. So... That put me in a dilemma because I already said yes to this one company, but I really wanted to work for Rock and so prayed about it and thought about it and ended up being the right decision to, to work for Spark again. So Yeah, that was a pretty amazing story, just how the funding mm -hmm. just kind of showed up. Like literally like a week before, I was like, there's no way we could do this. And then some consulting came in and it kind of made it so that it would work and uh, to this day, every time I see a U-Haul truck, I'm like, nah, 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 nah. No, <laughs> yeah. But so it's amazing. And it's funny because back then it's like, well, gosh, you know, we can have enough money for this. And, you know, I know there's enough work, but is it, you know, is this, is this the right decision? And now looking back, it's like, oh, my gosh, we would have been dead in the water if, if all those things didn't come together. I mean, we would have been overwhelmed by a huge wave. Um, because I think that, you know, one of the things that I don't think most people know is like, who does what within our team? And that's why we're doing these these right. podcasts. So um, in V7, I mean, Mike, you did a lot of the features in V7. Can you kind of cover some of the features that you worked on? Uh, yeah. So um, uh, I got to work, you know, full time on on most, a lot of core code and so forth. And so that um, frees you guys up to do other things. Uh, uh, so some of the features were the new communication wizard, um, a lot of the BI stuff. Uh, I worked on that quite a bit. Um, Problem is V7 so big and yeah, it's, it's been like a year. It's hard to remember. Yeah, all I kind of forget all the features, but yeah, it's a lot of things. So well, I know those are two big ones. I mean, yeah. how those BI tables work behind the scenes and they're very dynamic and fluid. The the structure of those tables. I mean, that was that was some pretty pretty difficult programming. I know to get that working. Yeah, there's a lot of heavy lifting that the database has to do to get you know potentially millions of transactions from live tables into BI tables and. If it's going to do that on a regular basis, has to perform well and be accurate, and uh, so that was a challenge. It was a fun challenge, and um, I think it'll be a nice feature for people. Yeah, or even things I think some people take for granted, like when we in V7 we moved all the page views and the communication um, history, like who opened what, um, into new interaction tables, which are a great place for them. These interaction tables are awesome. I love them, but we had to move all that data, and I think it, it's. It's one of those things you wouldn't think would be hard, but I know you had to write the job that actually moved like millions and millions of rows over and then cleaned up after itself and deleted those old tables that we didn't need anymore. And and so that's that was that's difficult. Yeah, that was it was tricky because you want you don't want the system to be down when that's happening and you want the system to be usable. So how do you move all that data without any downtime and uh, some of the data was stored um, 
in a way that wasn't exactly compatible with the new tables because we thought of some new ideas that were going to work. And so we actually had to parse a few fields. And uh, that's always a, a good idea, trick to figure out how to do that. So, but we got it figured out. Yep. So a lot, lot of, of Mike was in V7 and, and already you're, you're already working on V8. So mm -hmm. what are some of the features in V8 that you're already working on right now? Uh, I think one of the more exciting ones is the, the um, persisted data views. So one of the things that a database has to spend a lot of time on is when you make a, you know, a where clause and it involves a lot of lookups and so forth. Uh, it takes a while to compile that and to actually figure out which data to retrieve from the database. So what we did in V8 is, um, well, once we figure that out, why don't we just store the result off to the side? So all of the row IDs that we would result from that data, we just store those off to the side, and then the next time that data view comes up, just read it that way. So it's really, really fast, especially when something is, involves a lot of uh, special filters. So it can bring something that might have taken up to a minute to a second. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, um, when we made data views, we kind of just thought, well, this would be a way for people to do reporting. But then data views are used all over the place. I mean, we use it to filter for uh, communications, for you can do it in lava. I mean, data views are all over the place. So just seeing how the community does these crazy things with crazy good things with, with data views and the complexity that they put into them, it just makes sense to mm -hmm. store that. So... And I know now you're working on some notes upgrades. Yeah, notes upgrades. Uh, some of the features for the notes upgrade are be able to reply to notes um, and uh, maybe do mentions and um, follow notes, kind of more what you would get used to in like a commenting um, app like Facebook or, or um, some of these internet, you know, commenting uh, systems. So Yeah, and so right, right now, like on V8, we're trying to knock out some of these like notes is not a small thing, it's a big thing, but there's a lot of other smaller things we're working on too as we work with the community to finalize the requirements for the big, huge features, the two huge ones, group history and, and volunteer scheduling. We're trying to knock out some of this other stuff so that once we finish those two big ones, we can release that. And hopefully V8 does not become in size and scope like V7, although these two big features are huge, much bigger than I originally thought. But um, so we're already getting a, a good start on that, and Mike's uh, you've been a big piece of that. Yep. And uh, let's not forget release packaging. Mike's taken that on lately, and he's doing a great job for that as well. That yeah. takes a chunk of time. And I think when you get a new task, it's always good to just repeat it several, several times. So <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we've been making, making, so I think you did like what, was you did 610, yeah, I did 610 and then uh, um, the big uh, 6 to 7, which since there was almost a year between those, there was lots of little things to be aware of um, and all of the safety the code that needs to be written to make sure that um, anything that would have happened during 6 is still going to be compatible with 7 when you upgrade. Yeah, so that, bit, that 7 one is huge. And then we thought, well, gosh, you know, let's give them some more practice. Let's do 7 one. And then we thought, well, you know what? Let's do 7-2, too. That's right. Yeah, we're so, on 7-2 right now. That's it's right. Like, <laughs> it's like a machine gun. One mm -hmm. after another, too. So that's good, though. I mean, it's, it's good to have that. Um, we, we want every single one of our major features or functions to be able to be done by, by at least two people so that there's um, continuance and, and just backup if, if needed. Right. And so, 
I really love the fact that Mike adds a lot of problem solving to our team. He really approaches things with the perspective of, hey, is this the best way to do this? And asks a lot of questions and um, just really contributes in that way a lot. So that's that's really great. And he's one of my favorite people here because he built me this awesome communication tool that we all know is my favorite. So <laughs> I like that too. And uh, also he's well known for his puns. He is within, well known for his puns. The, the, the staff here and sometimes it leaks out onto the community so <laughs> that's always a good thing and uh, you know but on a serious scale too is like when we talk about technical debt within any project there's always going to be technical debt but that's one thing mike is always pushing us on is like okay like we can't just kick, kick that can down the road that that's something that we should clean up right now and and get that fixed i mean we can never have it perfect but he kind of keeps us raising the bar on making sure that we don't let that stuff lag yeah i've uh I think one of the benefits of working at Blackboard for so long is I got to see the life cycle of a project. And as it gets older and older, it can, um, technical debt can really slow you down um, um, on any long, long project. So I kind of joke that sometimes software could turn into a Dr. Seuss house, is that if you keep on just making, adding one more thing and not really thinking about the big picture, you just end up being this little Dr. Seuss house with a, you know, a bathroom kind of winged off one way and, a, and something winged off the other. So you kind of have to think of the whole uh, software as, as, a, as a structure that has to kind of be maintained as you go along and, and thought out. So and that makes things, uh, features come out faster when that structure kind of uh, stays in place over the long term. Yeah, that's a good so, point. I mean, I was just looking at a really old block yesterday, and I was like, "What? Why did we do that?" And so we got got that all fixed up. And but there's not a lot of that, but it's a, a lot of the reason is because of Mike and 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 other people on the team who are just like, you know, let's fix this now. Let's not kick this can down the road. And I love that because, like you said, you, it's either pay now or pay a lot more later. Mm-hmm. So let's just pay the 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 time right now to get it fixed. Well, Mike, we're so glad you're part of the team, and you know we couldn't we couldn't do what we do without you. Oh, thanks a lot. It's great being here. Yep. All right. Thanks for joining us for this special edition of Rockcast. And today's show was produced by Emily Foreman. And Nick was our audio engineer and does all the post processing of putting out on social media. And Jim Michael does all the editing of the audio. And our amazing show notes are typed up and put together by Michael Garrett.